Welcome to episode 79 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and talk about it. This could be a movie, TV show, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we discuss it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined as always by Kyle Springer. Hello. How's it going? Kyle, that's you. That is me. How are you? Yeah. I am doing <laughs> fantastic. Uh, I I got the second part of my Halloween costume in the mail today. Oh. Uh, so I have my Southside jacket? Serpent's jacket. Thankfully, Did it's it not fit? as hilariously small as I thought it was. It is small. Uh, I am going to have to return it and get another one. But the product itself is fantastic so far. Good. So I, I just need to pay for the extra shipping to make sure it gets here on time. And then I'll be good to go. Awesome. Nice to know. Today I am going to Target. It is my Halloween decoration buying trip. Okay. I went once before. I scouted everything out. I've thought it over over the last week. I'm like, these. I want these decorative small pumpkins. You're making I a want list this light. It tw tw twice. <laughs> <laughs> I sure am. I got to make sure I get all the right prices. Good. Good stuff. That sounds like fun. Yeah, we are getting in the Halloween spirit all month here on the review show. Every episode here in October, we are covering something spooky. This time, we are watching the young adult action adventure spooky good time, the stop motion animated film Paranorman. This is from Studio Leica, which is a stop motion studio that did Coraline and Kubo and the Two Strings. And a lot of other neat features. And this was their yeah. sophomore effort. I think it's a very strong one. I'm excited we have to talk about it. Yeah, it's back from 2012. Seems so mm -hmm. long. Right? August 17th, 2012. Yeah, I, I remember when this came out. But I don't remember hearing much about it. Like, I, I, I don't know if it was just like the time it came out. Or... It, yeah, like I, I, long story short, I ended up really liking this. Uh, I thought good. it was cute. I th thought it was a good family friendly, uh, spooky film that you can watch during the Halloween season. Um, which is exactly kind of what I wanted when I picked this and you, or, or when, yeah. when, when you pitched it last week. I was like, we've done vampires stuff two weeks in a row, but they're not necessarily family friendly. I guess I don't even need to. No, no, these were that with dark necessarily. boys. Yeah, we watched Bram Stoker's Dracula, and then we read the first two volumes of American Vampire, um, and both of those are fantastic. But yeah, not something that you can do with the whole family. And I feel like quite grisly. Yeah, and I, I, I feel like, especially in the horror genre, that's not something you get very often, where it's like, hey, here's a family mm -hmm. movie that we, we can watch. So when you mentioned that, I was like, that one sounds neat. Let's do that one. Um, mm -hmm. but, but yeah, I just, I, I don't remember it 
coming out to much fanfare. But that was so long ago that I could be completely yeah. wrong. I don't know. I don't think it did tremendously well. I went to see this in the theaters and I really dug it. Like this was a movie I raved to people about after it came out of the theater. I tried to get people to go see it. And I I was following a lot of animation blogs on Tumblr at this time. <laughs> so I was hearing Tumblr's a lot payday. about it from there. Yeah, yeah. So like animation and art nerds and like Halloween people loved it, but I don't know if this is a film that broke through to just like the average audience. And I don't remember the last time I heard somebody who's not me talk about it. I like I I I put this in with like uh what's the what's the m- movie about the dog? Frankenweenie. Yeah. Yeah, like I I feel like that would be a good double feature. Paranorman and Frankenweenie. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure when that one came out or who made that one, but I just uh, that in my mind, well, I it's based to. off of it's based off of one of uh, Tim Burton's early animated shorts when he was an animator at Disney. Okay, and he might that might have been him teaming back up with Henry Selick from Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm not sure, but it was very like it was a Tim Burton production, and it was very much in that style. Okay, yeah, I think this could go up there with that, or a Hocus Pocus, or a Casper, oh, yeah. or a Monster yeah. Squad. Yeah. That's a good, good call. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think it was really until Kubo that I, I knew who Laika was. I had seen Coraline, but I, I think I only really knew about it because, not because of the studio, but because it was, uh, it, it was this like Tim Burton-esque thing. And I was, I was just like, oh. I know stories like that. That's really <laughs> neat. And it was, I just didn't pay attention to what studio made it. Um, mm. But then, yeah, once Kubo and the two, two Strings came out, which I still haven't seen, I at good. least heard the name. Yeah, it was like, oh, this is by Studio Leica. This is, you know, like they've been making good stuff for a long time now. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. huh. okay. Interesting. Yeah. So what this movie is about, because we've talked a lot about it, but not what it actually is. It's set in this little New England town, and there's this boy named Norman who has the ability to talk to ghosts, which is supposedly, you know, something that runs in his family. But, like, his family, like, really doesn't get it. Like, his, you know, it's from his mother's side, and his dad does not understand, and his older sister is just so annoyed by him. And all of the other townspeople just think he's weird, and they make fun of him, and he goes to school, and he just has the word freak written across his locker. Yeah, he's trying to keep his spirits up, and then this (laughs) distant uncle from his His mom's side of the (laughs) family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This distant uncle from his mom's side of the family comes to him and says, you know that legend of the witch that was hung here like 300 years ago and there's like you know a folklore about this curse and she killed the seven people who tried and hung her there she's a real spirit and i've been keeping her at bay like generations of us have been keeping her at bay the next person to do it is you so we have to try and placate this witch spirit that is terrorizing the town and making the dead rise from the grave and the townspeople are just all this angry mob and he has to get through to 
the soul of this witch and try and get the other townspeople and his other friends to just like understand what he is going through. Yeah. I think that about sums it up. It it, it uh yeah. it, it plays a lot on classic horror movie yeah. tropes or n- not even classic ones but just like the like cheesy 70s horror films and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it takes it takes a lot of uh stuff from the, 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 the those and puts it in from uh the typography in the film to the design yeah. of the characters to uh yeah just this idea of like oh here's the jock here's the pretty girl here's the younger brother here's the the small little fat kid that no one seems to like uh here's the mm-hmm. the, the the like town punk right yeah <laughs> um and like they are the group they they are the breakfast clubs how to speak yeah the movie's a really interesting cross between very classic recognizable just standard archetypal characters like that and lots of really interesting nuance like for example his older sister is this like cute pretty preppy you know kind of boy crazy girl who would be like a cheerleader in anything else but in this she like is an athlete like she mentions she does basketball and swimming and all these things which is very small but again it's just not something you'd typically see out of that character it, it it feels like something I would see in like a slasher film. Oh, here's that the yeah. hot chick who's on the here the the cheerleading squad, mm-hmm. right? The, the, that's it. And then uh, I think actually I I won't spoil that yet. I'll mention it down the road. But the, 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 yeah, it was something else that I that I I thought was neat about one of the characters that I was not expecting, and I was like, oh, okay, just a one yeah. little line thing that they yeah. said, and I was like, that's neat. Um, yeah, yeah. lots of little surprises in this film. It was good for sure, and and some good moments too, some good heartwarming moments. Yeah, I think it's it's got a really like it's really fun. I think it's very spooky and eerie. Like it's not like I wouldn't call this scary or anything like that. It's as scary as like Beetlejuice or something, but it's like, it really, you can see it. Like they have horror movies in mind. They are really going all out on making things just look creepy in the, still this family friendly palatable way. It looks gorgeous. I think it's pretty funny. Oh, it's very solid. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about this one. Good stuff. Good stuff. I think if if I had to say one thing that I I wasn't so sure on though, I think for me was the sound design. It didn't quite hit really? like I wanted it huh. to. I I I thought it was fine. Like it it, it worked and it's it had certain mm-hmm. moments that were <coughs> um excuse me that were fantastic. But then there were uh, mm-hmm. other moments in there. I was like, I feel like it's missing something. It's just, it's, it's too mm. quiet uh, for the space it should be in. There should be more atmospheric sounds and okay, something like that. But that was, that, that, that mm. was I, I think, maybe one of the few things I was like, I don't know about that. But, no. <laughs> yeah. um, 
little bit of housekeeping for you guys yeah. last week here on the review show. I, I, I guess I already kind of mentioned those, but we've been doing mm-hmm. horror-themed stuff for the month of October. We already covered Bram Stoker's Dracula two weeks ago, and then last week we covered American Vampire Volumes 1 and 2 by Scott Snyder and mm-hmm. Raphael Albuquerque. And I guess parts of Volume 1 were also written by Stephen King. Uh, in, yeah. In too, so that's neat. Um, if you guys want to check out our other podcasts, like the Captain's Log, where I told the uh, hilarious sto- sto- story of me being very worried about my Halloween costume being way too small, <laughs> uh, go yeah. check out the Captain's Log. We also have a podcast called The Reactor Core. Uh, we should be doing an episode on El Camino uh, on that very soon here, so be on the lookout for that. Um, but the whatnots.com is our website where you can find all of that stuff. You can get more information. Mm-hmm. If you like what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us. Uh, you guys can get uh, episodes early. You can get exclusive content we just played MASH, Mansion, <sighs> Apartment, Shack, House, on on an exclusive Patreon episode of the Captain's Logs. You guys should go mm-hmm. check it out. Uh, like, share, subscribe on all the social media yeah. stuff. You know what to we do. We appreciate it. We absolutely do. Uh, but that's all for now. Let's get into spoilers. Mm-hmm. There we go. Um, I'll just to, the the one thing that I was like, I'm gonna wait till spoilers. One of the kid, the, yeah. the one of the like side. I, I guess you could call him one of the main characters since he's he's kind of in that he's group, the cover like, of the DVD box. Yeah, but like one of the kind of main side characters is the jock archetype. Mm. Um, and, yeah. and they're the older sister is all like, oh my God, he's, he's so hot. He's such a hunk. We should, you should date me. And, and then he, at the end of the film makes a, like a throw, a throwaway line. He's like, oh, my, my boy f- f- friend would love this. And it's just like, oh, he's gay. No, no yeah. wonder he's not like he's because like you you have the like the oblivious jock style character where he's just he's, yeah he's just a yeah. meathead and yeah he's he's just not smart and so that's what you think the entire film that he's just mm-hmm. oblivious to this girl's advances but it's probably not that it's that he's already yeah. in a relationship with another guy. And so it's like mm-hmm. he just doesn't mention that because he also is still kind of oblivious. But it's just like that that, yeah. that that was good. I was not expecting that. So yeah, that is a very neat little turn on the story. And I I think at the time this came out, that was mostly what people were talking about. Just like oh, neat. I don't know if there's been anything like that in a family friendly feature before. Yeah. There, there, there might have been some, some stuff out, out, out there, but uh, yeah, like it, it, it was. It's one of those things that, like, I don't 
want to make more of a big deal out of it than it actually is. It was just a, a line. He was just like, oh, yeah, my boyfriend would love this. And it moved on. Yeah. And I was just like, all right, cool. Yeah. I, that's it. I like that it is, you know, a very positive, inclusive thing. But it's also just a very neat button at the end of that joke. Yeah. Like, it's a very solid joke structure also. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, that's it. And then the girl just like. She just looks like, oh, she just looks exasperated. She's just dismayed. Like, oh, no, I get what's going on. Okay. All yeah. right. <laughs> That's funny. Um, mm -hmm. So where did you want to start out with this film? You said this is something that you've been talking about since it came out. What, what stood out to you about this film when you first watched it? Uh. Like, there's a lot of great things. I think it's visually gorgeous. It's got a lot of neat little funny moments and lots of charming side characters to it. Like, it's such a good Halloween story, which I never get tired of. Yeah. But what has really stuck with me throughout the years, what impressed me so much the first time I saw it, is the climax of the movie where Norman is talking to the witch. Because, you know, everybody in the town knows 300 years ago, the town tried and killed this witch. And he's with his kind of connection to the spirit world, he's able to go back and see that trial mm. and really sees what happened, what's happening. It's a little girl. Like everybody for years and years and years has been picturing that classic standard, like Margaret Hamilton witch. Yeah. And it's this very scared, confused little girl. And that's why the witch's curse is so rough because she was scared she was confused like these townspeople killed her and every year after that she's been trying to lash out at them and the the conversation he has with her is i understand you want to make them suffer because they made you suffer but what good does that do anybody you have to stop this cycle mm -hmm. you have to realize that there's more good people in the world than bad people you can't focus on that and there's a lot of stories about, like, standing up for yourself and standing up against bullies. But I don't know if I've seen very many young adult stories about – it's not about standing up for yourself. It's about making sure you don't turn into the person that other people are standing up yeah. against. It's about recognizing you are the next link in this chain. Like, every, you know, negativity goes to negativity goes to negativity. And it's about, like, realizing – yeah. This could stop with you. Like, you just have to accept the actions of others. Don't let them affect your own self and just find some peace and move on. And I think that's a really valuable part of, like, an emotional toolbox that doesn't yeah. get addressed very much. I, I feel like I was listening to or watching something. But, yeah, they, they mentioned something very similar where – it was this idea of, yeah, people who are bullied, it, it it's not necessarily often that it happens or, or something like that. I don't know mm -hmm. the, the stats, but it, it, they were like, there's a good chance that they too can then turn around and become a bully to other people mm -hmm. because they, 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 they don't want it to happen to themselves so they start to do it to other people mm -hmm. to be like oh well now i'm the one with the power and 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 stuff like that and i think yeah that's not something that you typically see in media or in movies about that stuff it's just we need to beat the bully 
We need to make yeah. sure he's not a bully anymore. And that's it. Like, to go back to these other Halloween movies I mentioned earlier, like, mm-hmm. there's bully characters in Hocus Pocus. Yeah. And, you know, what does Max do? He traps them in the hanging cages in the Sanderson house. Or there's kids who are teasing Cat in Casper, and she gets Casper to scare these kids, and they run away screaming, and presumably they won't mess with you anymore. But this is the first movie I think that's like, let's take a good hard look at you. Are you a bully? You look at your own actions. Make sure you're not perpetuating any of this mistreatment. Like, yeah, just focus on positive things and move on. Yeah, it's good. I I, I liked it a lot, especially because this film does a lot of of flipping the genre on its head right these Mm -hmm. the seven or so people that ended up killing this younger girl uh way back in the past they are now the zombies that are in in this film and they they start out and look like typical zombies and they have the like a really slow speech of just like brains mm-hmm. and they're they're trying to say something like you must stop because they and so he 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 thinks that these zombies are trying to get him to stop this or like stop mm-hmm. um doing what he's doing and like not quell this curse if, if, if that makes sense or just like make it go away mm-hmm. again until next next year um but it turns out that they just never got their full sentence out and you know they're like oh run away um and it's like yeah like they're they're actually wanting him to not just stop that like not just make it go, go, go away t- 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 Till next year, but to just stop the whole thing. Like, hey, you need to sit down and talk with her because we messed up and she won't listen to anyone else. And you're the only one that has the power to, like, communicate with her. And we have something to say to her, right? And it's this whole idea of, like, we screwed up. Like, we did something bad. Um. Which, yeah, like is it? They they seem like this these mindless characters, and I think in any typical horror story would just leave them as that of like, oh yeah, they're just zombies, mm-hmm. and they somehow could still figure out. Well, well, we still need to stop the curse because yeah. everything else that's happening now is also really bad. Uh, but then to Take it that one step farther and be like, no, we're going to make the zombies be the one to be like, hey, we screwed up. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They really do realize not just, oh, no, this has come back to bite us. Like, we shouldn't have done that. Like, it's a very – it's not inward regret. It's a very outward regret. Like, we sincerely did not – handle this situation well we did not treat this girl well we need to rectify this and they come back and mm-hmm. they are very sorry when they talk to norman and they're like and he's his uncle gives him this book and it's set up very much like this classic kind of spooky story like you have to go read the magical book at the witch's grave and norman gets there and he opens it up and he's like these are 
fairy tales. Why am I reading Sleeping Beauty? And the zombies are talking to him and he says, oh, this is, she's a little girl. This is a bedtime story to put her back to sleep every year. And throughout the generations, you know, hundreds of Prendergasts going back you know, 300 years in the town, his whole family line is go to the witch's grave, read the bedtime story. She goes back to rest. She won't destroy the town that year. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you've just been like postponing the problem. Like you yeah. need to sincerely stop it. And deal with it. And yeah. there's a lot of other stories like this. Yeah. A lot of other stories I think would have, it would just be the ritual. It would just be, I have to do this thing at this place. And that connects the magic spell and that makes everything works. It would be an act of bravery or something that would stop it. And I like that this is an act of empathy. Mm-hmm. It's not just stop the problem. It's let's get to the root of the problem. Let's talk about this. How are you feeling? Would you consider feeling otherwise? You know, can I help you? Here's some nice things to think about. Like, can we work through this? Yeah. I really yeah, like that this good. is a movie where the problem is solved with, just a heart to heart talk. Right. And that it that also ends the film on a way that I think most horror films aren't dealt with, right? They they just yeah. escape the monster or they make it back home or something mm-hmm. like that and that's it. But yeah, it is this idea of you didn't really address the problem. You just escaped it mm-hmm. for now. And that's where the film ended but this one it's like no we actually need to sit down and have a talk and deal with this and then then we can finally move on Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. liked that a lot who was your favorite character (sighs) i love the theater teacher so like at this middle school Norman goes to, like this theater teacher is putting on a play of her own story, a retelling of the witch's legend from 300 years ago. And she's this great big, like boisterous, bombastic woman. Like when the zombies come out and the whole town is like turning into an angry mob, she like Cry climbs on top of a car. The dogs of war or something like I that. I love her. And that's, um, <laughs> that's Alex Borstein from family guy who i think regardless of your feelings on the tone of that show i think she's a very solid vocal performer and i was glad to hear her in this like she's got a lot of range she's a real powerful actress it's a great role for her fantastic yeah her line when they're rioting in 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 the streets Mm -hmm. and she gets on top of the car and it's like cry havoc and you know and it's like that was that was like this is fantastic i love this people don't like they don't understand they don't get it they don't get that this is like a famous shakespearean line and she just says let's get them and then (laughs) then they're on it yeah (laughs) i think it's interesting that everybody in this movie is pretty dumb (laughs) Yeah, Like, you look at the main cast of characters, and Norman's got this emotional intelligence, and he's able to, like, put the puzzle together, like, oh, you know, the witch struck down seven people with her curse. I went to the witch's grave. Wait, there were seven graves. That's the seven people she cursed. She's not there. The witch is buried somewhere else. So he figures out Mm -hmm. they have to go to the town hall of records and see if they can find where she is. Like, he's got enough 
knowledge to put everything together, but there's like one really smart friend they call who appears to be the smartest person in the entire town. Yeah, like has, everybody like... else he's around is like, wow, like oh, nobody's nice. really got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think I don't, it was, it was weird to me because I looked up the voice actor who played the father I don't remember his Jeff name. Jeff Garland. Yes. Jeff Garland. Yeah. So that was, it was weird to me because the character's likeness also looks like another actor that I know. And I was just, I was just like, I think that's him. I, 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 I just don't know, know, know the guy's name. He almost looks like uh, the guy from Trailer Park Boys, if, if you've seen that show at all. Um, no, no, it's, I've not. It's it, yeah. It he almost looks exactly like like him, and I was like, I think it's that actor. But then I yeah, I looked it up, and it's not. I thought he had a great performance of just like the the yes. step dad or I I guess not stepdad. I I felt like he I I got the vibe that there was maybe that was maybe not the first no, that husband. Or something like that. No, that's his know. dad. He just doesn't get Norman because the dead. supernatural ability comes from his wife's side of the family. And I get the impression like it's not like everybody has it or not always like it's her uncle that has it. So yeah. it's like, you know, this guy kind of knows that something back there, but has never needed to deal with it directly. His wife has never needed to deal with it directly. She doesn't really get it either. Yeah. And he's just like why did my kid have to end up with this weird ability and he like does not want normal he's like grandma's not here my mom's not here this is just nonsense and then by the end of the movie he's like is grandma here and norman's like yeah, yeah she's sitting next to you on the couch he turns and he says hi mom <laughs> yeah I, I i thought he had a fantastic performance and i really liked mm -hmm. at the end of the film uh when yeah, when he he is is like so is grandma in the room here and the the whole family eventually comes in and sits d d down yeah. to watch this horror film and at the same time both the father and the grandmother say like so what's happening in 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 the film or whatever mm -hmm. and it's this like again it's this throwaway line especially since it's basically the last thing in the film um but it it's this line of like oh he's exactly like his like his m m mother in in, mm -hmm. in in that sense so it it it, it was neat that it had, it had that that small touch um and i think that really solidified his character for me um, but I liked, yeah, again, I don't, I'm terrible with names cause I don't know what it is. Um, uh, let's see, blah, blah, blah. Let's see if I can find his Neil, Neil down. That's a funny name. Um, mm. was, is Norman's best, best friend. Oh, so sweet. He's, he's perfect. He's, he's so good. He's. Yeah, he's the the kid that you know is g g g g getting bullied at school, 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 but he's just the happiest, go luckiest mm -hmm. 
little kid you could ever think of and and, and yeah he, yeah the the whole the whole scene of them go, going into the backyard to be, 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 be like hey we buried my dog back here can 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 you uh speak to my dead, dead <laughs> dog let's play with my dead dog <laughs> just like you're so you're so precious i love it <laughs> yeah and it's not like he's like other kids are scared of you norman but i'm not let's be friends like he's just like like norman is the same as anybody else tim he's just like you want to walk home from school you talk to ghosts right you want to talk to my dog like he's just excited about it i like their little journey to becoming friends and yeah. i like so the, you want to play some hockey like he's trying to <laughs> <laughs> like he's trying to play with his ghost dog and he's like which he can't see so he's like making little kissy faces and norman like a very classic you know kid joke is like that's not his face and then we see the ghost dog and he's been kissing his butt and then neil's just like <laughs> Okay, well, you want to play fetch with the dog? Like, he just, he's not grossed out. He's like, well, I'm moving on. Oh, I guess I won't do that again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I thought that scene was fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. And then to see him as the tree <laughs> in the play where he's just stuck like so excited to play a tree <laughs> he, he, he's that but he he reminds me of ralphie's younger brother in, yes! in in christmas story where he's just like ralphie wait up <laughs> <laughs> it's so good and 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 then yeah that's when we start to see the ramifications of hey there is this curse that is starting to manifest and you're seeing these strange things and that's when we see like the first vision of the past and and mm -hmm. stuff like that which had it actually had i think one of the scariest moments in the film is that first uh that first yes. time when when you when you go into the past and you see what is happening there because there's um three of the like pilgrim looking people and you can't see their faces or all that stuff they are just these black menacing figures that just like start walking up and getting bigger and i'm just like oh that is actually creepy like yeah to be transported to some unknown spot and then these like mysterious figures just notice you and start chasing you it's like what in the world i'd be freaked out yeah when norman like has these visions and goes into the past like everything around him burns like when you it's burn like a piece of paper, paper yeah and it just slowly like wicks away and like you know shars all the edges like the entire mm -hmm. world like he's not in the school gym doing this play anymore everything burns and then he's in this you know old creepy forest it is a really neat effect yeah um but then like he he finally comes to and he's like the trees told me the tree told me and he, like his friends sitting there like what what did I do? <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't do anything, I swear. <laughs> One of my favorite little, little things in the movie is that Norman's, like, great uncle who, like, lives up on the hill. Like, he's kind of this weird, mysterious hermit, and he's, like, very in tuned with his spiritual powers, and Played he's been the one John reading the book at the Witch's Goodman, Grave. For by the way. The fellow statesman. This is his third appearance on our show. There you A go. hat trick for Mr. John Goodman. <laughs> 
like Neil, like he like you know comes up on Norman in the park and is like, "Do you know who I am, boy? The spirits are coming, and you're gonna have to deal with them." And just a creepy old man. And then Neil's like, "Hey, get away from my friend!" And he looks around. And he picks up his lunch bag and he says, "Don't make me throw this hummus. It's spicy." <laughs> and the uncle appears to be legitimately frightened of Neil. Like I think later on, like he's sincerely not as a joke as like you and your creepy friend <laughs> like, like he's, doing, he's doing the most simple thing he knows how to do it's so ineffectual but it does affect this guy he's like oh stay away from that kid yeah. <laughs> it's so funny it's like don't make me throw this hummus it's spicy <laughs> I, there's a couple really really solid jokes in this movie yeah, it's so good. It's it... also like when when Norman's sister Courtney goes to um because the jock is his older brother. When mm-hmm. she goes to Mitch and Neil's house trying to find Norman, she's like, Hi Neil, I'm here to talk to you. And then Neil's just like like he's the only person in the room and he points at himself like me and turns around like <laughs> you're the only person there. It is you. Which is again like very classic stuff you've seen over and over again but they like really execute these things really well yeah yeah it's funny let's see who I else think the is... best one of my favorite sequences in the movie is when the zombies come to town and they're interacting with all those townspeople mm-hmm. and there's a guy going up to a vending machine that's oh, yeah. like you know around the corner gas station it's on the outside it's like in this alley and he puts the dollar in the vending machine and he's going to get these chips and it's this one bag of chips chips at the back of the vending machine so the thing has to spiral and spiral and spiral and the zombies come shuffling towards him at the end of the alley and he looks at them and screams and he looks at his chips just like, they're still spiraling on, and he- I, w- I want my chips <laughs> hurry up i'm gonna die he's <laughs> Not giving up this dollar worth of barbecue potato chips, and he just keeps looking from the zombies to the vending machine, and then he gives up and he runs away. But then he hears the chips fall and runs back and grabs them, and then <laughs> runs off again. Yeah. I I thought that was 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 neat. Uh, and then I mm-hmm. I think also the when the zombies go in town. And the zombies are are horrified by what they see because they know the they are the puritanical Christian zombies, and they see bars and arcades, and it's like sex and drugs and stuff like it's it's not that you don't actually see all that stuff, but it's 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 stuff that can represent that in a family. friendly way a billboard for the lucky witch casino and it's this witch who has like dollar bills sticking out of her cleavage and like a glass of wine in one hand and they're they're scandalized how unholy (laughs) (laughs) and i'm not a big zombie person but i don't think i've seen this in any other zombie movie where a historic corpse comes back to life and it is like shocked (laughs) at the values of society today That, that would be really funny Jesse, of of of, uh, yeah, some some kind of comic like that. They've I know they've done stuff where, like, it's zombies and the person can d- p- 
pass as a regular human being, like an eye zombie, mm-hmm. or, or, or um, st- st- stuff like they have their memories or stuff like that. Yeah, or, yeah, 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 no. But yeah, nothing about culture shock of of for for a zombie, right? It's like I died in 1732. I'm oh my goodness, what is this? A bar? What is a bar? You can't be doing that. It's unholy. Exactly. I feel like zombies will be like, my whole family is dead. But I don't know if I've seen a zombie be like, I can see that woman's ankles. I won't stand for this. <laughs> Oh no, her ankles, the horror. <laughs> <laughs> and the town is like just the, the dumbest angry mob of people. And yeah. oh, like it's almost excessively cartoony. Uh, you know, the intelligence level of some of these supporting characters. Like, yeah. there's a part where Alvin, the bully character, he's trying to, like, write his name on a bathroom stall, but you can see he can't spell his own name correctly, <laughs> and he scratched it out, like, three times. Yeah. Everybody in the town, like, they're not very smart. They're not very kind, but, you know, like, they're, like they, they're so... Like they act, you know, they they have no impulse control. Like they act so fast. They're so rational. They're they're so like angry and scared and just making these like awful rash decisions to the point yeah. where it's like a little excessive. But I think that kind of also fits in with the moral of the movie. And like none of them really get better. Like the bully is still like a bully at the end of the movie. But the movie is not about bully one it's about like the possible second generation it's about dealing with the things other people have done to you and making sure you don't perpetuate that so i i think it kind of works that the town is an absolute disaster and you just have to learn to live with the town and make sure you're you know even if you can't fix them you're not a problem yourself right I I was thinking they were gonna do something more with the theater teacher having the mask on her face, the like green like uh, makeup yeah. mask thing, the m- 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 yeah. mask. I, I was like, I wonder if they're gonna mistake her for a zombie and yeah. do something like that. I wonder if there is a v- v- version of the film where something like that happened, or a deleted scene or something. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was looking up the voice actor for Alvin, and it is Christopher Mintz Plasse, I believe is how you say his name. I don't mm-hmm. remember. I yeah. I thought I recognized his voice, and now I looked it up. I was like, oh, I know you. I've seen you in stuff before. You're in Super Bad and Kick-Ass and stuff like that. Yeah. And he's um, the guy who plays like a nerd in live action roles. So it was neat to hear him voice act as the bully character for I, the change. Before I I looked it up, I I was almost certain he was the voice actor from Ed Ed and Eddie, who no played Ed or I guess the first one, the like main one. Um. But yeah, Eddie. no, that's 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 not that's not him. I was like, I know that voice somewhere. Where, where yeah, do similar I know enough, that voice from? Yeah. yeah, it's a, or at least like similar type of k- 
character or or, or, or like the the way they portray the the stupidity in in that character yeah. <laughs> it's just like that's it's... very similar <laughs> there's a lot of really good voice performances in this movie i really love anna kendrick as the older sister who's mm-hmm. just so, i like that none of the kids are necessarily scared they're just like oh this is lame an inconvenience. She's, like she's not like oh no i'm going to die she's like i have to spend all night with you losers yep get me out of here yeah like they go to the town records hall to look up like you know where could they have buried the witch and nobody wants to read like norman's the only one trying and everybody else is like reading um let's see i'm looking at the wikipedia page and stuff like that i was hoping i i guess i don't know any of those actors i was hoping i would have known like the famous voice actors for the the ghost like hey here's the here's the fawns as the ghost or you know stuff like that but uh, it's 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 not that stuff. I don't recognize any of these. I do want to people. talk about the ghosts for a second because we yeah. see early in the movie Norman goes on his walk to school, and you see it from the townspeople's perspective, where he's just walking around talking to nobody, just like mm-hmm. he's just waving at thin air, like "Hi, how's it going?" Oh, well, I'm kind of late for school today. I have to I have to leave. I'll talk to you later. And yeah. that nice to see you guys. And then you see his perspective, where the town is filled with these ghosts and they're ghosts from all different eras. Like you do have a 1950s greaser. You have like this, you know, early 1900s, like Amelia Earhart type pilot woman. And you see like a civil war soldier and a gangster, like, you know, all these, all these characters, these classic characters of history. And they're all there and they are all very nice to Norman. Like the ghosts are like the nicest group of people in the town. I think. Yeah. And I like that. Like, I think that really sets up how the movie ends. Like, all you really need to connect with somebody is sit, just have a real conversation with them. Mm-hmm. A real conversation where you're on each other's level can do a lot. And there's no need to be scared of these people. Just talk to them and they're all, like, really normal. <laughs> yeah. The, the one weird thing about that scene, now that I think about it, which mm-hmm. I guess it doesn't really play a big role in the movie... Um, or uh, yeah, just for like the purposes of the story in in the film is that these ghosts they mention that people will only come back as a ghost if they have some kind of unfinished business or some yeah duty to attend to, which means this town is filled with people with unfinished business, but then you see characters yeah. like the greaser ghost who's just sitting there and just like not doing a thing and it, like i yeah what, that's... It, it is this odd thing of like if you guys have stuff to do wouldn't you be trying to do it like i i, I don't know but again yeah like it's, it's it's that scene is more for show of just like this is what he sees mm-hmm. he sees this town filled with yes. all of these crazy characters mm-hmm. and stuff like that but no one else does it's not like oh well we need to follow the greaser now to see if he needs to have a a, a fight with the the south side gang right no he, <laughs> he, um, he's just sitting there oh, and he's they like, might have 
Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> they might have slow, quiet goals to achieve. Like Norman asks his grandma, why are you still here? And she says, I, after you, yeah. I told you I always watch after you. So here I am. And she doesn't need to do anything except float around the house and like give him a Knit. pep talk and yeah, do her ghostly <laughs> knitting. <laughs> what a spooky hobby. <laughs> <laughs> That that would be a weird thing of 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 like, if that is your duty, to watch after someone for their entire life and you have literally nothing else to do. What do you do in the in the times when he's like sleeping or watching TV? Do you take up ghost knitting, or do do you learn to draw? With other ghosts, yeah. You know, she's what, got, like, what ghost friend or something. What hobbies do ghosts take up? Oh, bird watching, probably, because you can't. Well, if this is a world where animals see the dead, in some mythologies, animals can or they can't, or it's only some of them. Like a cat could see you and a dog couldn't. You could watch so many animals if they wouldn't get spooked and run away. All the bird watching. Imagine. I feel like you could. Just go spy on the neighbors. Like just I, live the Harry like, at the spy life. Yeah, that or just like I'm, I'm gonna get the real house wives of Paranorman City, and you just like go, 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 go <laughs> and spy on all of the, all of their their dirty laundry. Stuff yeah, like this feels like. Happening such a rich city like it's got the kind of cartoony aspect and that like you know none of the citizens seem like fully complete competent people but yeah. it i don't like it feels lived in i couldn't really speak to this because i only know it from other movies but it seems like it is a small new england town like it is very specific to that area in its architecture and its city mm-hmm. layout like it's got the little town square with the big statue in it and all these cute little buildings you know like there's like a main street there's all these little businesses on it and like the whole town you know is up on the witch theme like you know you've got the local hot dog joint witch dinners and go to the lucky witch casino and it feels really consistent Yes. And it feels like every like little side character you run into does have this real spark of life to them. Like there's the woman who comes out of the bar with the big like frosted blonde hair and pulls like a shotgun off of her back. I yeah. feel like, again, I could watch that lady at her bar for an hour. <laughs> what is she doing? Yeah, exactly. I, I'm kind of su- surprised there wasn't a sequel to this yeah like i i feel like because you you mentioned you felt like this town is just filled with all of these ghosts and these rich characters and and stuff like that i i I feel feel like this would be a good town to have more stories told in like how did the greaser character die i don't know but maybe there's a movie about it who knows um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I feel like a a good sequel could potentially be made, but I yeah. I know stop motion stuff is hard to make and it takes a long time. So yeah. yeah. Oh, 
with that in mind, so this mm-hmm. movie came out in 2012. Yes. This takes forever. So they might have started like building models and things and started putting things into production in like 2009. Everybody's technology is like mid 2000s. Like it's charming how everybody. Like I think there, I think the smart girl has what looks like an iPhone, but Courtney has like a sidekick and a razor. Yep. Everybody's TV is like an old CRT box TV. Like everything's like, wow, oh, like a decade or so behind what it kind of is supposed to be. Yeah, which I, I, don't know, I think it's charming. It gives it this kind of. It's contemporary enough that, like, you know, a kid can recognize, like, a younger kid who lives in a phone era can understand what's happening. But it's also, like, old enough that it kind of feels, it feels like a new kind of timeless. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's it, it's not quite timeless in the sense that I would say, like, Batman the animated series is, where it's yeah. like, you, you can't tell where it is, but it's... I, I feel like it's almost bland enough where it's like, okay, this is all recognizable yeah. as this is a TV, this is a phone, this is a stuff like that. But it's, yes. it's, it's, it's also recognizable enough for people who lived in that era to be like, oh, that's a sidekick. That's a, that's a Razor phone. Yeah. And so. everything looks like it is in the same style as everything else mm-hmm. in the movie. Like it doesn't like Norman looks at his phone and he's got a text from Neil and his phone screen. It doesn't look like they tried to imitate a real phone interface of the time. It's got the same kind of like, you know, bright, you know, like kind of lurid, like fuchsia and lime colors the rest of the movie has. His phone is in the same horror font as like the yep. logo. It's not like they put it in Helvetica or something. Like they make everything blend in really easy. Yeah. They they also didn't, uh, now that you mentioned that his phone had the same font, um, there's a scene in the film after he's met the zombies for the first time and he goes back into his room and everything is reminding him of these zombies because everything yeah. he has is like horror themed. It's zombie themed. He has yeah. zombie slippers. He has a zombie lamp. He has zombie posters all on, on, on his wall. Mm-hmm. And he's, he has this look as as he like turns and it's like oh zombie there oh zombie there you know and he mm-hmm. he has this this look that's almost d- d- disgust of 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 just like i why do i have this stuff like why what is wrong with me um and so i'm i'm wondering if you caught that at all or if you thought something yeah. else yeah, I think so. that's he he goes up there during one of his low points, especially after like his dad's been chastising him again. I think he looks around at all his horror stuff and he's like, am I making it worse by being this into it? Yeah. Is this is this really helping me? Like, am I just so into this death stuff that it is making me like more and more distant and disconnected from other people? Yeah, it's it's. That's also something that I I'm wondering if they had done a sequel to this film, if something like that would be explored of Mm -hmm. just like 
maybe I I can kind of move on from this stuff. Like now everyone knows I have this power. They don't necessarily think I'm weird for it. I'm maybe starting to fit in some more. Um, mm-hmm. I I still like this stuff. It's not like screw screw this stuff. Screw the Power Rangers action figures that I have right behind me here. Um, it it, it is more of 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 yeah, just this like, do I really need to be this into things? Can I? broaden my horizon some can i find something else that i like who knows right um mm-hmm. i think that would be a good thing to explore potentially yeah um let's see if do you have any other stuff to say about this film that you I don't know. To talk about i think it's just very solid like it's a movie i since the first time I saw it, I really appreciated it. And like, I, I own a copy of it. Yeah. It will stay on my shelf for years to come. However long a Blu-ray is, you know, a usable piece Standard. of technology. <laughs> I'll have it. Yeah. And it's a movie I hadn't seen in several years. Cause it's a movie I always want to show to other people. Mm-hmm. So I never, or I never put on when I'm hanging up by myself watching a movie and it's never, wound up being like a priority where I tell somebody about it and they're like, yeah, put that in right now. Let's do it. So I hadn't seen it in a while. I'm like, good. I'm glad I do like this as much as I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think it's very solid. And I, uh, I wish it would come up in the discussion more often of just solid family friendly animated movies for Halloween or for any time. Yeah. So I I was about to say, I feel like it's usually Christmas time that, Families start getting together to watch holiday-themed movies and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I think there's been a tradition built up around that. But I think younger generations really love Halloween so much more that I'm I'm wondering within the next, like, 10, 15 Mm -hmm. years or beyond that if that tradition will start to expand and change and we will get more like family-friendly halloween films or we also watch a bella lugosi film because it's a classic you you, you know or something like that i i think halloween would do well to have more like family-friendly halloween films yeah, it's something tradition. my family definitely grew up with. Like, oh, when my nephew would come, you know, when I was still living with my parents and my nephew would come and, you know, he'd spend the weekend with grandma and grandpa and, you know, his aunt and his uncle, we would watch Monster Squad and Adam's Family and Ghostbusters. Like, that nice. was always his favorite kind of stuff. Good. So, yeah, I think I think it's more fun to watch, like, a slightly spooky movie in a big group together as a yeah. family. yeah. And I'm sure if you go on Instagram, you will find way more pictures of people like curled up with Coco watching Hocus Pocus than you will find them curled up with Coco watching Home Alone. (laughs) Yeah. They should make... No, they What else would you recommend if somebody enjoyed... Um, let's see. If people enjoyed this, what else would I recommend? I would... Definitely put Coraline up there since it's made by yeah. the same studio. That's also a fairly spooky fifth helm. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily Halloween re- related, but st- still. Um, 
I think that would fit in there c quite a bit. Uh, I'm trying to think of other like good animated films. I kind of already mentioned Frankenweenie, but I haven't seen that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can re really recommend it, but I always think about these two films at the same time. So who knows? Yeah, um, I think they did come out fairly close to each other. I don't know. I think Frank and Weenie was also early 2010s. Yeah. And I, 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 I know you mentioned it, too, at the start of the film, but Nightmare Before C Christmas. Yes. Is also up there, which too. That's stars another design. fellow Missouri legend. Uh, yeah, the voice of the Oogie Boogie Man, Ken Page, is a local St. Louis actor Oogie who I've Boogie. gotten to see on stage a bunch of times. He's nice. a delight. <laughs> I'm sure I would, would recommend uh, some stuff we've covered pre. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would recommend some stuff we've covered previously on the show. Like this, I think if you like this, you'd really dig Gravity Falls. True. Or Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated. I think good call. Mystery Incorporated is a good visual match for this. Everything's like kind of angular and oddly colored. I think it's got a similar like sense of humor to it. Uh, both of those are also like great town people shows. <laughs> if you just want to go live in like a very like a very highly characterized town full of like wacky side characters. Those are both excellent shows. And this is a bit different, but the similarly, like kind of a, a fun, fantastic adventure in a small new England town uh, reminded me of some of the scenes in rise of the guardians. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Just in terms of that town design. Sure. <laughs> they yeah. Looked similar. So I kept thinking about that movie. Uh, so I want to shout out Scooby-Doo, Mystery Incorporated. Yes. We covered that back on episode 25. Uh, we covered Gravity Falls season one back on episode 59. Uh, and mm -hmm. then you mentioned Rise of the Guardians. Where is that? G -U. Why am I not seeing that? We did that, um, that was one of our Christmas movies. It, it's not showing up when I search for it. Oh, no, don't add all 79 episodes. Where is it? Well, I don't know what number it is, but it, is, it is a December one from just last year. It's number 37, if you want to go back. Oh. Uh, Scooby-Doo was 25, I believe I said. Uh, Rise of the G -G -G Guardians is 37, uh, and Gravity Falls was 59. Mm -hmm. go. go check out that stuff. Uh, Melissa, it is my yes. turn to do some pitching. Am I the last one, or is there another week after me for... Halloween there's stuff. another week after you week after like me. i think okay, cool. so there's gonna be five total i guess yeah there's one two three yeah four, five wednesdays in october there you go mm -hmm. good stuff um okay i have two movies and a comic book mm. comic book is entitled Harrow County. 
I want to read volumes one and two. This is written by Colin Bunn and with art by Tyler Crook. And it says, mm. Emmy always knew that the woods surrounding her home crawled with ghosts and monsters. But on the eve of her 18th birthday, she learns that she is connected to those creatures and to the land itself in a way she never imagined. So it looks spooky. It, it mm. looks like the typical like New England-style horror. Nice. Uh, kind of like what we saw in, in this, witches and the Puritans and mm. that, that type of stuff. Um, I would be interested in reading that because I have heard good things about that series and i don't think i've read much from colin bunn um, so i would like to dive into some of his work as well yeah pitch number two uh is a movie that is available on hulu hulu has a series that they have been do doing for this past year this anthology series of horror films yeah called into the dark and the, it's just once a month they release a new film, uh, and they're all these horror-themed films. Uh, the one that I want to pitch is School Spirit. And mm. it says a, a group of social outcasts stuck in weekend detention are confronted are confronted by the school's legendary hauntings. And so this looks like the Breakfast mm. Club, as if it was a horror film. Um, so I okay, that, that might be neat to go watch. That's available on Hulu. And again, they have, uh, let's see, there's, there's more than 12 of them out, it looks like. Um, they have a whole bunch of these. Mm -hmm. So all types of horror stuff you guys can can go watch there. So that's pitch number two. Pitch number three is maybe a little bit more of a more recent thing. It is a Netflix film entitled In the Tall Grass. Uh, came out this year in 2019. Oh. It is a supernatural horror drama, um, and it is based on a book by Stephen King and his son Joe <laughs> Hill, who also writes a bunch of comics. Um, and this, it's... I, I don't see much of a description without getting into spoiler stuff, but it looks like this couple ends up going into this patch of tall grass. It looks like this big, like, field of, like, corn yeah. height stuff right where you can't see you know what's around you if you walk in and it seems like this field is somewhat alive they can't find their way out they get separated they get Ooh. lost they meet new characters within this field they're also lost strange things start happening they start seeing things it sounds real spooky um so that would be pitch number three. Pitch number one was Harrow County, Volumes 1 and 2, which is available on Comixology Unlimited. Pitch number two is School Spirit, 
from Hulu's horror anthology film series Into the Dark. Pitch number three is In the Tall Grass, a Netflix film based on a short novel by Stephen King and his son, Joe Hill. So I did a Google image search for Harrow County just to get a picture of what, you know, kind of comic we're looking at. Mm-hmm. I love this art. I want to read this one. Okay. This looks so, so eerie and grotesque and exactly what I want. Yeah, I'm excited. Let's do this. Harrow County volumes one and two. I think uh, so we're, we're only going to read the first two v- v- volumes. I think there's like eight or nine volumes out in total right now. Um, I think on Comixology Unlimited, there's like three or four of them that are, are available. Uh, but for next week's episode, we will only read the first two. I think that'll be mm-hmm. good. I, I Yeah, the, the art in this book looks fantastic. It looks exactly yes. like what you would want from the like New England style witch hunt spooky things in the woods yeah it's going on here oh it's got this old look to it it looks like that vintage like early 1900s extra creepy halloween nonsense yeah it looks good i'm excited good Mm -hmm. arrow county volumes one and two uh we do want to give a big shout out to our patreon supporters at the five dollar tier so thank you to sam and to Christine for helping us out. We love you guys a lot. We love thank all of you. our Patreon supporters. Um, but thank you guys for helping us out. Uh, and I guess that being said, Melissa, where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. You guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and Instagram. We are at the Whatnots on Twitter. Uh, go like, share, subscribe, and if you guys have some t- time, follow us on Twitch. Uh, we could absolutely use your guys' yeah. help getting some more followers on Twitch. Go follow us at uh, Twitch.tv/slash/TheWhatnots. Could absolutely use your help, even if you guys don't normally. Uh, catch our live streams of the captain's log which we do on twitch and hopefully down the road we'll have some more live streams who knows uh mm-hmm. that being said let's get out of here this has been episode 79 we will yeah. see you next week for episode 80 bye bye